I'm Trevor Cummings, and these are my thoughts on money. Hello, and welcome to the Thoughts on Money podcast, what we like to call Tom. I am Trevor Cummings, your host of the podcast, and today it is only me. Uh, My good friend Sean Latimer is not in the office today, so I will be talking about an article I wrote called Your Greatest Asset. Uh, Yesterday, after a meeting we had internally, kind of like a training meeting, right? Like developing the advisors and um, just giving uh, education and and, and more direction on like, hey, how can we better serve our clients? So the the topic or the subject we're talking about was disability insurance. And we're in the meeting and it was something that hit so close to home for me because it's been a topic on the back burner of like, oh, I need to make sure I do this. Like I have disability insurance through my normal like work plan, but it's probably not sufficient. I need to add to it. So we're kind of in this meeting and in discussion, and uh, some people were talking about like, oh, man, like the cost of this is pretty steep. And one of the inputs that I gave was like, hey, let me tell you about a a friend of mine. And in this topic, I don't even know how to say it. Like, yeah, there is a somberness of it, but it's also like a real story. Uh, It was back in 2017, uh, my old neighbor, good friend, um, he was riding his bike around the neighborhood. And it was Super Bowl Sunday, and he was just a great guy. Uh, he would always make people laugh. He was really enjoyable to be around. Uh, he had five little boys, right? He had a three-month-old all the way to a 10-year-old. And he was just leisurely riding around the neighborhood, and an intoxicated driver hit him. And the the thing that was so frustrating for me, I remember in that moment, is the the driver fleed the scene. So he was just left injured there in the street, uh, and he became a paraplegic. I remember going over to his house one day to try to help his wife and give relief and take the kids out to go do something, and it was a whole different man, right? He he really couldn't speak. Uh, he couldn't move his arms or legs, and they were doing any sort of rehab they could to give him some movement. And I can't tell you how many people from church and friends came around to pray for him. So, you know, I, I don't even know how many years later, maybe four or five years later, uh, he passed away. And when I'm telling that story in this meeting about disability insurance, I was trying to encourage people like, hey, look at the cost in context to what the real cost could be to a family, right? Now, the family I give an example of, I don't know their finances intimately or what coverages they had, but I just put myself in his shoes. Like if if that happened to me, where would my family be at? And it was one of those moments, and I, I talk about in the article, where there's that uh, you know adage that uh, the shoemaker's children go barefoot. That's what it kind of felt like. It's like, hey, I'm in here, and I'm training and trying to develop and make sure that I serve my clients better. But at some point, you got to pause and look at your own financial plan and say, hey, is there a glaring deficiency? Is there a glaring gap? So in one sense, I'm being vulnerable. There is that gap in my own plan. So as soon as we got out of the meeting, I went you know, to our director of the risk department. I said, hey, Get me a quote. Let me know what to do. I, I need to get this done. Like, I've been dragging my feet too much. I gave this example when I was living in San Juan Capistrano. And then, you know, later on, I moved to San Clemente. And I remember being at my in law's house and getting a phone call and somebody telling me, like, hey, I, I, I don't want to be the person to tell you this, but your neighbor just passed away. Whole different story, right? They were at the end of the cul de sac. We had a quiet little street, a, a ton of young families. I, I described it as one of those streets where you would regularly get a beach chair and just hang out on your front lawn and like talk to all your neighbors. It was just really fun. And at the end of the cul-de-sac, they had a little boy the same age as as my eldest little boy, and uh, they were expecting their second child. 
he was having chest pains that day and he had a doctor's appointment and he went outside to talk to one of our other neighbors and he's like, hey, I'm not feeling good. Can you call an ambulance? Right there, he had a heart attack and he passed away. And it's like, oh, everything can change in a moment. And my intent when I talk about these things, I I promise you, like I am not trying to uh, stroke like a a certain heartstring or get you in some sort of uh, emotional feeling. What I'm saying is that Life can change in a moment, and part of financial planning is to be able to absorb those experiences, understand the risks that we have in life, and then making sure that we accommodate in our financial plan to protect our families, right? If you're the primary breadwinner, like I am for my family, there's a reality that comes with that. And the the unfortunate thing is that these aren't fun conversations to have. Like you go out and you buy a new boat or a new toy, like you want to share with all your friends. Like you go set up something in your financial plan where you're mitigating some risk that uh, maybe has a low likelihood but could be damaging to your family. Eh, what do you do with that? Like you're not sharing with friends at coffee and, and bragging about that or anything like that. So it's not the most enjoyable topic, but man, it's an important topic. I added on to that one of my favorite finance writers, Morgan Housel, he writes this article that just surprised me so much because like the introduction of the article was like, hey, I want to tell you like where I've adopted so much of my idea of risk when it comes to investing, right? So you're in the lane of finance and he's having this 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 unraveling of, of how he sees risk. And then he goes on what I see as like a total tangent. He starts talking about when he was younger, he was a competitive skier and two of his really close friends wanted to go skiing. And where he grew up, I think it was Tahoe, he talked about like it would be pretty normal to do out-of-bounds skiing. So uh, I'm not a skier. Uh, I I couldn't tell you much about what that means, but my assumption is that there's these sensitive areas for avalanches and things of that nature. So, you know, you're going past the cones or under the red tape to go ski where no one's skiing, right? So like fresh powder. So he ended up passing on that. And then later that evening, he said one of the parents called him and they were looking for their kids. Later on, they'd find out that both of his good friends died in avalanche that day. So for him, like, he almost went. So how do you not take that experience, again, absorb that experience and say, oh, like, you have a real understanding of what risk looks like. And it will impact the way you do planning and the way you invest. Later on in the article, I drew attention to this idea that your greatest asset is you. Right after this disability meeting, one of my colleagues, Don Solik, was walking by my office and he kind of poked his head in and, you know, he, he saw kind of my emotions in that meeting and, and he gave me a, a really good piece of advice. He asked me, he said, hey, what's your greatest asset on your balance sheet? And then I was kind of thinking, but before I could answer, he said, you are. And I was like, huh, what a great reminder. And it reminded me kind of on the other side of the coin how many quotes I've heard from, you know, people like Warren Buffett that talk about like invest in yourself. And I even copied this quote on here from Buffett that says the best thing you can do is to be exceptionally good at something. Whatever abilities you have can't be taken away from you. They can't actually be inflated away from you. So the best investment by far is anything that develops yourself. It's not taxed at all. So Buffett's basically saying like invest in your education and your growth and all these things. But one of the things he says in that quote is absolutely wrong. He says that it can't be taken away from you. It can. In, in a single moment, 
your life or your mobility or any other factor can absolutely be swept away. And I think it would be the wrong response to hear that and go into a moment of, of grief or, 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 or darkness. It's just a reality of, of, of life. And so much of financial planning is this idea of stress testing your financial plan to see if there's any vulnerabilities or gaps or things that can be accounted for. One of the things I mentioned in the article is that in financial planning, and I'm going to speak as, a, as an advisor, financial advisors, they love their clients. Like they are people's people. They enjoy engaging. They enjoy the education part. And they do, um, you know, I can't speak extremely general, but I'll speak to the ones I know. They do care about their clients greatly and really act in their best interest. So on that note, the other thing I remember about financial planning, it's going to be rare that you do one little change that is going to be drastically changing the trajectory of a financial plan. Typically, and this is what I draw attention to, it's not this or that, it's this and that. It's these small modifications and adjustments that when they're added up can make a big difference and it's two-sided, right? Um, Like Buffett's talking about this investment side of growing yourself and your potential. So same thing with investing. It is the the offensive side of growing your portfolio, looking for the the most appropriate investments, understanding asset allocation, understanding savings techniques, compounding, reducing taxes. Like that is one side of it. The other side is the protection side, which again, because it's not the most uh, enjoyable conversation to have, I think it gets backburnered a lot. Or like my own case, like I've I've mentioned today on the podcast and in the article. I've just been kind of punting it like, hey, yeah, disability insurance is, is important. It's something that I should address and make sure it's uh, appropriate for the lifestyle my family's used to and understanding that I have a lot of little kids at home and uh, my wife takes care of them and uh, that my income is an important piece of that puzzle for our family. So again, when I look at my own financial plan, it is good. But there's like this obvious deficiency there that needs to be addressed. So what do you take from that is that, hey, if you're listening to this podcast or if you read the article, good idea is to hit the pause button. Go take a look at your own plan, how everything lines up, and maybe you're great on the offensive side, right? Like you've done a really good job on the asset allocation and figuring out ways that from your perspective can maximize returns and all that stuff. But do you have sufficient coverage if a surprise comes, right? Now, surprises can come in a lot of different ways. Do you have sufficient coverage on umbrella insurance, right? If an incident that went you know, above and beyond what your homeowner's coverage or your auto coverage, do you have that gap filled? You know, if you're the breadwinner in your home, if something was to happen to you, and, and again, this is the mistake we make a lot when I say something was to happen to you. A lot of people say like, if you were to pass away. The other side, and it's actually the more likely thing to happen, more likely from a percentage perspective, probability would be that you're disabled rather than passed away. But on the opposite end of that coin, it's more common for people to have life insurance than disability insurance. So again, uh, maybe you have 
you know, sufficient coverage in that area. For you, maybe there is a different gap or vulnerability. I just want to use this article on this podcast as a reminder to say, hey, look for those. And it's a really good idea to get a second pair of eyes to say, hey, I've scanned over this. I've looked over it. If if this was the first time you were looking at this financial plan or this balance sheet, does anything jump out to you that could surprise this plan and be detrimental? And that is the role of what a financial advisor is intended to play. So those conversations are extremely important. I don't have a ton more to add on uh, than that. Uh, If you want to hold me accountable, uh, my job for myself, because this is absolutely a lecture to me as I've gotten the ball rolling, but to really close out that task that I've assigned myself to, to make sure that there's sufficient disability coverage. So with that said, I will close out. I will ask that uh, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if we can be a resource on, on disability insurance or any other things that would be helpful to you, please reach out. Um, we want to give advice and guidance and uh, be a resource. You can reach me at Tom, T-O-M, at thebonsagroup.com. And uh, that is all I have for you today. And hopefully I'll be back with my colleague, Sean Latimer, next week, where we will share more of our thoughts on money. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor before establishing a retirement plan.